Welcome to Trail Mix, where Mary and Jody sort through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Mary Tomlinson and Jody Dreyer, who met when their paths crossed as Disney executives, are now advisors, speakers, and authors, and I'm excited to say podcasters. They can't wait to share life stories and experiences, insightful and practical takeaways, encouragement, and you can always count on full-out honesty and lots of laughs along the way. Ready for some Trail Mix? Let's mix it up with Mary and Jody. Mary, I'm so excited for today. <laughs> Good, bad words. Mm-hmm. There I are some. I know, and I can't wait to see what you've come up with. And I, I have to say, some of my words I am really looking forward to and somewhat dedicating how some of the parts that I talk about these words to those following us, coming behind us, some of our babies and, you know, people that are starting out in careers or maybe at the point, you know, in that halfway point where Uh it's like, I've been working at this for 30 years and what am I doing? And so I just think it's a, I hope people focus and really kind of hone in on a couple of these words because they've completely run amok. Okay, so kick us off. What's one of those? Well, I'm going to start with one in honor of my dad. Right at the top of my list, perfect. Oh. Or perfection. Mm-hmm. Because as dad would always say, perfect is the enemy of good. Mm-hmm. And I think we set ourselves up to fail by using that word as the, the goal, because let's be honest, nothing's ever perfect. And we've brought this up in a lot of our podcasts because it it is fraught with issues. And it's one of those words that I think it's not a bad word. So we we can't say that we're never going to use it. But I just think we have to handle it very carefully. Yeah, I mean, again, this is a word that has good connotations and bad connotations. The good connotations is that it has it is someone that has very high standards. They want the best. They want perfection. And so I think coming out of a good heart, that is a good uh, goal for some. However, uh, it can lead to disappointment. And some people who always expect perfection are impossible to please. So they can be very discouraging to be around. So I think it is, it's a word we have to hold lightly because it has so much well-intention baked into it, um, but can kind of destroy and demoralize people um, if that's what's expected all the time. Or we personally can be demoralized if we expect our life or people around us or circumstances to be perfect. Well, and perfect then might take you to this you know, it will be perfect. I'll find my happily ever after. Or it will all be, and we go to this storybook fairy tale place that is not healthy. Right. Which then leads to a second word. 
Okay. Now you're going to be really surprised because, you know, all roads lead to Disney. And this word is one of my favorite characters at Disney. You know, mm-hmm. Happy, my favorite Disney oh, okay. dwarf. Yes. But I am, am not loving Happy lately. <laughs> Oh, that's very sad. (laughs) No, no, because here's the problem. I think the word happy 99% of the time is based on circumstances Uh or back to perfection. It's like, (laughs) I will be happy when it's, when my day is perfect. I just want to have a perfect day to be happy. Okay. Well, you're not going to have a perfect day. So now you're not going to be happy. And I just, um, so Thoreau has this great quote. And it says, happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will elude you. But if you turn your attention to other things, it will come and Mm. sit softly on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And I love the, if you chase it, I think it's chasing happiness and chasing perfection is the problem because then you're never going to get there. Um, and, and it is, as he says, it's just kind of, all right, yes, I want everything to be quote unquote perfect, but realizing it's not. And yes, we all want to be happy, but our happiness cannot be tied to perfection because then it just becomes this very negative cycle. But yeah, I think those are words that maybe when they're, you know, used in their most lovely definition, it's a good thing, but they can be bad words if that's all we want. So are you shocked that one of mine was happy? Well, uh, what I'm shocked is that you said recently, I don't like this word. I mean, that that feels very anti-Jody. Well, I just, I have to get that right up front. And another, because some of these words link to each other. So another word that gets linked to perfect, um, and I think this does tie oftentimes to vocation and career, and and it's this other good, bad word, success. Mm, so... Mm. How do we personally measure our own success? Mm -hmm. Or you might talk success of a company or just that whole notion of, you know, if it's perfect, then I will have success. Mm -hmm. Or every job that you do needs to be the utmost of success. And again, I think each of us have in our heads, a little bit of a different measure of success. I was reading this interesting article. It was Inc.com. And they were talking about this survey. And I was sad because the survey showed that well over half of the people surveyed don't feel successful. So I was sad at first, but then In digging in a little deeper, it talks about that a lot of people don't feel particularly successful because they haven't achieved everything, then they still want to achieve other things. Well, that's okay because I think it's good to, you know, have other things that you want to do, especially as we're talking, let's say, work. But 
I often think that people will say, okay, I'm going to wait for success and then it'll be good or then I'll be happy. <laughs> and again, happy isn't about circumstances. Success isn't a certain bar for every single person the same, or it can't always be measured in a way that we try to measure it. So There is an author uh, named Sean Aker, and he is this expert on happiness. I adore him. He has wonderful stories, um, wonderful YouTube videos, <clears throat> and he did a TEDx around happiness. And one of his core statements is that most people will say, if I am successful, then I will be happy. Mm. And he said, what you need to do is completely reverse it. If I am happy, then I will be successful. And it, it, it links these two words you're talking about. Um, but, you know, we can't, you know, always be looking ahead because, you know, everybody wants to make a little bit more money. They want a little bit better schedule. They want a little bit better boss. They want and, and so we keep waiting for all of this stuff in order to be happy, back to the circumstances that you talked about. And his whole premise is we have to start with happiness inside ourselves. And a lot of that, he says, you got to start with gratitude and all these other things. But anyway, it's just such an interesting flip on, you know, if I'm successful, then I'll be happy or no, actually it's if I'm happy, then I will be successful. So yeah, it is looking at these words from kind of the good filter because success is a good word, but if success consumes you and your definition is one that it is all external, you know, because, you know, if you set a bar on what success looks like on how much money you make, you know what, when you make that money, then you're going to want more money because there's always going to be somebody who's making a lot more money than you. So it just is looking at these words through both filters and realizing that, you know, they're, they can be good words, but uh, they can also turn negative if we're not careful. Well, and it's interesting because further in this article, it talked about to feel successful, what were the four things, the summary of it, and it was, number one was don't chase things, yeah. slash money, yeah. possessions, and then two was achieve a few personal goals. Mm -hmm. So achieve is an interesting word you know, mm -hmm. different than success mm -hmm. and, and to feel good that you could do some things that you wanted to do. And then the third was build better relationships. And four was actively find ways to spend more time with family. Mm -hmm. So, and then it kind of wrapped up and said, success is a state of mind that has nothing to do with, again, like you were saying, possessions, what's around you, external, and everything to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's is It's funny that they talked about this achieving, because as you said that, I said, now there's another word that can be bad or good. So if you say someone is an achiever, that either brings up, you know, someone who just is focused on getting word, things done, okay, they're they a good hard worker, or they are a ladder climber stepping on people as they go up the ladder. 
I mean, that word can be perceived as positive or negative. At other kind of uh, worky words, uh, if someone is driven, if someone is driven, you could say again, they have drive, they're, they're very assertive. Or the negative, the bad side is, you know, they're pushy. They're pushy. Right. Or um, even assertive. The word that you used is not always a positive. Same thing. Yeah. It could be positive. It could be negative. Um, you know, uh, women can, you know, sometimes, you know, they, you may use the word, I guess you could use it for women too. It's, it's confident. You know, they're very, they're a very confident person. Again, could be positive. They're very self-assured. They know what they want. They're going to go get it. Or confident can mean arrogant. Um, same as assertive could be arrogant. So it, it's so interesting to me that these words, depending on so much of this goes back to tonality, um, you know, how, <laughs> how we're saying it um, about particularly people, we're mainly talking about people here. Um, it, it, it could mean either a really good thing or a not so good thing as we interpret that word uh, in that statement. It just, to me, it's so interesting. So we've talked about keeping it in the right words in the right context. We've talked about order. You even said, you know, happiness to success or success to happiness, which was interesting, even how you put words in order. And then, you know, one that I have to say too, when the emphasis, like this word is supposed to lead every other word that comes after it. So the next one up, I think you're also going to be a little shocked at my word choice. Are you ready? Okay. Passion. Mm. Now, I know that you're the the queen of purpose and that a lot of times, like the statement, you know, find your purpose by following your passion and everybody, especially again, if we're talking work or for students that are trying to decide, especially let's say at the college age, you know, trying to figure out their passion so then they can thinking about their vocation or, but here's my problem. I think we've, I'm, I'm trying to think the best illustration. Okay. So I was reading this article and there was this mother who had a child in elementary school and she's talking about, I've introduced him to music and he's tried these different instruments and he's tried, and I've let him play all these different sports and I've, and he hasn't found his passion. Mm. I mean, take yeah. a deep breath. He's in right. elementary school. So I think this word is one that everyone loves. I even love. I love to say it. Passion. I feel passionate. And and it's a great word that puts a lot of emphasis on things. But I think, I don't know if I want to say, Mary, that it's overused or maybe used out of context. But put on your purpose hat for us here and talk me through passion because I'm really down on it. I'm about ready to say this isn't even a good, bad word. It's just a bad word. Like oh, nobody goodness. to a student is allowed to say, find your passion anymore. Because then if you're not passionate about, like it's a subject that you think you want to study, but you're not passionate about every class you take in that study, then mm. you're like, okay, this isn't my purpose or 
I, are you with me or, well, or yeah, do you disagree? Uh, but I have, I have very different definitions because to me, you have to completely separate purpose from passion. Purpose is why I exist. Um, it's, it's who I was designed to be. That's, it's just my DNA. All right. Passion is what I care about, what I do about it. Um, one of the exercises that I do with people when we're, when we're trying to dig out what they really care about is it, uh, a couple things. One is, you know, looking back over your whole life, you know, what are some of the things that when you were doing them, uh, tell me what you were doing that really just stirred your passion. I mean, that you really cared about. Another way to think about it is if you think about all the hurts in the world, and there are many, and all the things that are wrong in the world, and there are many, which of them really hurt your heart? Because if you say that there are a thousand things wrong in the world, there's going to be probably three or four that just pierce my heart. Now, I'm grateful that of those thousand things in the world, that different things pierce different people's hearts. But it's the things that pierce your heart that you become passionate about. So, you know, we've talked about my growing up story with two divorces from my mom. So I became passionate about what do good marriages look like. And so that's a passion of mine. I, I have, there's other people who have passion on all the different wants and needs in the world. And that's Wonderful. We all have to work together. We all can't have the same passions. I would also say to the mother of the fourth grader, um, you know, passions kind of evolve and and come to life throughout our life. You're, you're not going to know as a third grader. You're not going to know in high school. You're not going to know in college. You're not going to know when you graduate from college. Or you may know some and other things are going to kind of um, bubble up over time. I, I think 80% of the people that I talk to, maybe higher, who graduated with a college degree are now doing work that is not that college major. As their life evolved and as they... They tried a little bit of this and they tried a little bit of that. Um, they're kind of refining, um, you know, who they are, my purpose, and what am I really passionate about? And how can I apply my purpose in a place that allows me to be passionate about the mission? I mean, that's one of the things I love about the generations behind us. They are much more interested in what an organization is all about. Um, what's their reason for being? Um, and so I think that teaches us a lot of that. So I would say to that mother, you know, you're doing all the right things by exposing that child to a lot of different things, but let them slowly discover over time because we all did and do what are our passions and then how do we um, apply ourselves. One of the interesting things about the word passions is both the positive and negative when we talk about this. One of the negatives about passion is another form of it is the word suffering. So we've all heard about the passion of Christ. Well, if, if I identify the things that are so important to me that hurt my heart so deeply that I want to put my hand to, um, I am willing to suffer for it because it is so important to me. So I think that's an interesting way when we think about passion is there's this element of 
you know, what do you care about so much that you'd be willing to suffer for it? Hmm. That is an interesting way and makes you pause and not put so much, you know, because some people like, let's be real. You might work your whole life and not be passionate about the specific job you have each day. But to your point, you'd find passion in things you're accomplishing or things you're outside of. So I think to put that on every minute, every job, every day is different than how you've been talking about it. Well, but I am Pollyanna enough to say if someone is not passionate about anything in their job, what they're doing, who they work with, how they're servicing humanity, then I would say you need to get out. We need to figure out something that you are passionate about. To you know, and but I say to people, you know, in any job, if you're happy happy, there's your happy word. If you're happy or um, fulfilled or feel good about your work, 75% of the time, you're in a good place. It's going back to perfection. It is not going to be 100% every single minute, every single day. But if it's 0% every single minute, every day, to me, that is huge. We spend too much of our lives at work. So I, I would say then it's time to step back and do some reflecting and find something you can get passionate about. Right. But think about parenting, you know, and being passionate about, you know, parenting or raising, or I feel that way being in a family. Like I'm passionate about my family and, you know, want to be in and, you know, things having said that, you know, again, every situation, every minute of parenting you know more than I do is not, you know, perfection. It, it can't be obviously. all. It can't be all or right. nothing. It can't be right. And but. I think that's what we're saying about all these words, is that if we go for a hundred percent, I think that's where sometimes the good words become bad words, and they run amok. Yeah. Or there might even be some different words. So, for instance, with happy which is based on circumstances, joy is really a word that in spite of your circumstances, you can find joy in that. So sometimes it it is nuanced and, and maybe another word is better. But the group of words that I think is also interesting, and I want to make sure that we cover, because definitely lately, I think these words... Um, again, are good, bad words. And it's words fear and comfort and security. And lately, I think um, so many people have been stifled by these words and that, you know, looking for comfort. Now, of course, comfort, when it applies to food, comfort food, (laughs) is one of my favorite all-time word groups Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. nothing like some good comfort food. Give me mac and cheese. Give me all the good stuff. So, so that's a good thing. And being comfortable is good, but you know, using that word specifically, my favorite phrase is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. 
And I think people the last few years have, you know, wanted to feel, you know, a hundred percent secure and a hundred percent lack of fear mm. and a hundred percent comfort. And it's just not going to happen. And then what happens is it starts to paralyze you. Well, I'm waiting to feel comfortable in this situation. Okay. You might wait a really long time yeah. or, you know, I, I just don't want to be fearful anymore. Well, sometimes, um, you know, one of Tim Keller's favorite quotes is the only way out is through. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes to get through your fear, you have to move through it. I don't think you sit there waiting to be back to what we said again, you know, zero to a hundred percent. There's a lot between zero and a hundred percent. And how can those good, bad words, how can we move through them? Well, and I would say a hundred percent uh, fearful, hundred percent comfortable, hundred percent secure, um, are bad. All three of them are bad. Um, so we have to understand that there is fear in our world. We have fear. Some fear is good. You know, it keeps us from doing some kind of dumb things. Um, you know, some comfort is good, but being totally comfortable or eating nothing but comfort food is not good. Um, you know, we can't, we have to understand that there there are pluses and minuses, good and bad, to all of these words, and realize that that you know we're just again it's that chasing going back to that butterfly ch- chasing things, um, and realizing that it it has to be this blend um, in our lives on of all of these words um, that helps us understand. That they're that they're, they're they're all there. I mean, another some other funny ones is you know when we say, you know, someone's had a lot of failures. Well, I could even think of that person as a loser. Hmm, a lot of failures, or wow, they're really experienced. They know a lot. And I will tell you, you read the bio of any successful person, and they will talk about their failures. Um, another funny one is when you use the word frugal. You could say, oh, that person is really frugal. Well, that could mean that they're very economical or they are cheap. Um, it, it, you know, someone's easygoing. They could be very laid back or they could be lazy. We just, we have to realize that so many of these words have such different meanings, sort of how we think about them. But maybe it's, it, it's good to think about kind of the opposites of, you know, um, you know, I don't want to fear anything. Well, some fear is good. And um, right. to your point, maybe it's good to be a little uncomfortable. Maybe that's not my goal in life. <laughs> right, right. Well, and speaking of words, as I thought about good, bad words, or if you want to do the negative first, bad, good words, and end on a positive with they turn into good words, I think it's that tension. How can we live in the tension of these words being good and bad. Mm-hmm. And they aren't mm-hmm. ever going to be perfect. Right. There won't be perfect happiness, perfect success. You know, we every day won't be passionate every minute about everything that we do. Having said that, there's this good side that we should be striving for. And so that tension, I think, is really where the the joy comes from and where the success is 
Mm-hmm. It's it's in that middle space that is always the hardest. I think right. we are people of you know, extremes where we go, well, if it's perfect, then I'll be happy. Well, please, you know, we have to live in that tension. Exactly. Exactly. So if you have any words that you always feel are bad, it's, it's kind of interesting to explore. Is there anything positive within them? Is there anything good with them? And going back to comfort foods, um, <clears throat> we have to end with trail mix because that's a good word. Maybe it's a bad word for some people, but it's a good word. It's comfort. And so grab some trail mix. And another good word is chocolate. Don't forget the chocolate. Or the popcorn. You can find all of our Trail Mix episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love you to rate and give us a review. And follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Look for Trail Mix Pod with a picture of Trail Mix. To learn more about us, check out our new website, trailmixpod.com. It was great to have you. Thanks for listening to Trail Mix, sorting through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Keep mixing it up. And remember, life is nuts. So don't forget the chocolate or the popcorn. Mm -hmm.